Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the thing. Uh, I got nothing. I got nothing. Welcome Boom to the back Boom is ready. <laughs> Bonesaw is ready. I was I was gonna do like a monster truck rally thing, and I, I was like Tuesday, 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 live at the arena. It's the backlog breakdown. But I got I got nothing, nothing. No, I think you just got it. Yeah. You just hit it right there. I mean, I liked I yeah. I liked the original personally. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to the thing. I like it. It's good. It's perfect. It's I I like the thing one. I, I think that's what we're gonna roll with. Um, but welcome to the Backlog Breakdown. I'm Nate with my co-host Josh. How you doing, Josh? Hey, dude. Doing good. Doing good. And if you can't tell, I don't know if we're going to include that audio or not, but uh, we have some guests. This is a very special episode of the Breakdown. It's the Backlog Breakdown versus Arrow 204. Um, Wait, we're fighting? Well, <laughs> you know, it's uh, maybe. maybe uh, a you're on your own. Match. Cool. I'm, I'm watch- an itching down. <laughs> Mark you know, won't fight. He's a little girl. <laughs> and just just to just to you know just to for full uh you know i uh, my words are so good right now um just to you know sort of full disclosure i actually after i defeat my enemies i absorb their powers like mega man and mm. uh so i feel like absorbing my power is gonna be a deficit and probably probably Aww. it's like gonna, gonna call like a clean wipe but uh we've got uh luke denner and mark fromey uh from era hey. two of four hey hello so um, we got a couple topics on the, the burner here. Um, but before we get into the actual topics, why don't we sort of run in the backlog report? All so. right. Let's jump right in. Need some papers to shuffle. I got my report. How about you guys? You got your reports? Got your reports? Luke, I can't find submit. paper. I can't find paper. I can't find paper. I, have a co- I got a copy All right. I'm gonna need uh, you to the cover sheet. Yeah, yeah, I got my report ready. TPS report, uh, Peter. <laughs> Otherwise, you're coming in Saturday. I have a I have a credit card. Did number. you not see the memo? <laughs> I like it. Awesome. Well, uh, Nate, you want to start us off with the report? Sure, sure, I can do that. Um, it's it's pretty been pretty mild. Uh, just playing a lot of catch up still. Um, unfortunately, uh, just once you sort of get behind and you you you're constantly sort of having to double up uh i've been doubling and tripling up on my bible reading nice so i'm getting ready to you know my next next couple of readings i'll have wrapped up exodus um i finished up there was a read through of galatians so i finished that up i'm familiar with that content i've been reading it for the last year i just still don't have it memorized yeah but um moving on into ephesians um and just in, enjoying Paul's uh, admonitions to the church. Yeah. Uh, so getting caught up on Bible reading, uh, getting caught up on reading the Institutes, still plugging away at Good and Angry. And then I still have a few more books left from last year's uh, reading challenge. And then uh, uh, here in the next couple of weeks, probably maybe a month, we're going to actually start like the diaconate training. And there's some reading um, in my pastor. You know, we were talking about it. he's going to give me a reading list for that. So there's that. As far as memorization goes, I've decided to abandon the system that I was using before. <gasps> and what I've done is I've, I'm still sort of using it, but I transferred it over to a, uh, a memorization app 
okay. uh, that I have I have on my iPhone. And the, the app is just called Versus, V-E-R-S-E-S. Um, I can shoot you a link and we can put it in the show notes or whatever. Um, yep. But it lets me sort of take the same chunks of scripture that I've sort of been working on and um, I can just put them in the phone. I don't have to carry this extra notebook around and sort of read through it. Um, and then it's got some memorization games like a word bank and rearranging the words and filling the book. Oh, interesting. Know. So it'll be helpful because I'll have it on me and instead of having to lug around an, an extra notebook, you know, and I, I'm hoping that, that that'll help me sort of actually remove some of the excuses that I've been giving myself. Um, as far as games go, uh, I had a productive couple of weeks, man. Oh, nice. Uh, as far as gaming goes, uh, which, and I feel fairly well balanced uh, because I've actually been doing some stuff around the home. Basically, I got some drywall mud and I was like filling in holes and stuff and I've still got to do a little bit of sanding. Uh, we're going to start, my wife wants to do some painting around the house. Uh, she apparently doesn't like the like pea soup green that the kitchen was painted. Mm. Um it's a lovely shade of vomit. Um, but so she's, you know, we're, we're sort of prepping for some of that. Yeah, I uh, that Nintendo Switch game, Gree or Gris. Yeah. I don't know, G-R-I-S. Um, I beat that. Uh, enjoyed that. It was uh, kind of weird. Um, it's good. It's like technically very sound. It's very pretty. The music's really good in it. You know, I liked it. I, it's not like one of those things that blew my mind, but I liked it. Uh, and then I burned out a couple pretty easy ones. I finished uh, the the Tales from the Borderlands by Telltale Games, okay. and their their name is the worst. <laughs> like I don't know what is it. Telltale makes me go mush mouth. Um, but then uh, played Burly Men at Sea, and uh, it's like this weird sort of like folktale storybook sort of thing when it's just branching paths and i don't know it was fun took a couple hours got the platinum and so now i'm uh i I just booted up pyre at the behest of our friend micah nice who basically told me if i didn't play it he was going to slap me (laughs) so physical violence threats of physical violence produce results those are always good yes yes i mean those are bad don't do those at home kids Hey, Wait, it to gets my results, kids? So. It's a good idea for my kids? <laughs> no, no, don't do that at home. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I guess your kids can threaten you, but you probably shouldn't threaten your kids. That, that's true. Child abuse probably isn't a, a good thing to joke about. I'm sorry. That's that, No, no. Uh, it's okay, Josh. I still love you. We'll, we'll edit Although that I am, out I am post. sad. I just want to tag you in Air 204 and you're not in there. Oh. Uh, I'm just calling you out on the uh, show. Just call you out oh, on the show. Oh. Well... I think he's fixing that as we speak. (laughs) I actually had it pulled up in another tab and I was like, oh, I'm not a part of that. I'm not going to go and add myself while we're talking. I'll just wait until afterwards. I got the notification on my phone. (laughs) Yay, I'm approved. Sorry, I derailed everything there. I almost declined it just for the heck of it. Get out of here. I guess now I should go edit my post and tag you guys. So... Josh, yeah. how was your backlog report? Um, okay, well, uh, another another couple of weeks that I've been very busy, and so not too much on the video game front, honestly. Uh, I've been trying to plug away at Chrono Trigger a bit, but then 
I also, mm. you know, being a part of the, the backlog golf and then obviously having this podcast, I want to try and play, like add some new games in there. Just something to talk about every time we get together. I don't want to just kind of be like, oh yeah, I'm playing Octopath and I'm playing Chrono Trigger and they're long games and, and um, RPGs. Yeah, but those, those games are good games to like, like I, I have been playing a little bit of Chrono Trigger as well. Chrono so. Trigger. So good. It's the best. So good. I I just feel like a broken record. I mean, like there's so many other podcasts that you know people can listen to where people talk about video games and they talk about these huge JRPGs and they're like, oh yeah, I beat it last week and you know I beat it in three days and whatever. And I'm like, no, it's it's taking me months. <laughs> now, obviously, I'm playing other games alongside um, something like that, but I mean, I'm taking my sweet time with Octopath. Um, but then also with Chrono Trigger, I want to go ahead and finish it up because it will be. By the time we record our next episode, it will no longer be February, and um, the Chrono Trigger was the game to play in January, February. So I want to try and get it done by the end of February. I don't think I'm quite going to make it, but like that's the next thing on my list. Um, so Octopath is probably going to go on the back burner for a little while while I just focus on Chrono Trigger. That said, I did want to, uh, like I said, I wanted to play something else, and so I started, I picked up a couple days ago, uh, Mega Man 7. So I played one mm-hmm. through six like a year or two ago. I played it on the 3DS, the um, the anniversary collection. And I had a really good time with those games. And so, you know, next one on the list is seven. And I had never actually sat down and played it before. I owned it on Wii U through the virtual console, and that's how I played it. But um, I, I hadn't given it a lot of time before. Um, and it's funny, I grew up... Well, I grew up with a couple of the original Mega Man games, but I mostly... Uh, remember playing Mega Man X on Super Nintendo. And that game's just fantastic. So I'm actually more familiar with the X series up until recently when I played through 1 through 6. And and I, I feel like 7 is kind of this sort of like halfway point between the old NES games and, and sort of the X series. Now, I'm pretty sure it was released after X came out. So um, I understand like it's not... It wasn't necessarily meant to be that... But just having it on the Super Nintendo with Super Nintendo graphics, there were some things about it. Um, it's weird that everything is kind of scaled up because everything, like the the areas that you're in, feel smaller. The stages feel shorter. Um, but it was it was a really fun playthrough. Uh, it was tougher than I had expected, um, but I did mm. end up win- beating it all um, because they they kind of allow you to purchase e-tanks and if you're familiar with Mega Man like you basically just fill up all your life all over again so you can have up to four of those stocked so that really helped during the last few bosses which felt like they knew you were going to have e-tanks on you um so anyways played through Mega Man 7 had a good time with that I might go back and complete it because there was a lot of stuff that I missed now that I'm like looking Mm. at it after after I beat it um proto man makes an appearance in the game and i like didn't even see him at all so i might go back and do that but like i said i want to focus on chrono trigger here and and finish that up for the um oh gosh i don't even remember what it's called for the hashtag backlog busters that's what it is so ba- backlog beatdown what week down back backlog beatdown backlog beat- yes beating that's, down that's what everything okay. is called <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. In the in the backlog book club, <laughs> from the backlog in the booklog beatdown podcast, Buster, and and the the booklog <laughs> breakdowns, 
baked goods. Cheese log. Backlog cheese log breakdown. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Bricklayers. <laughs> All right. So that's pretty much what I've played um, over the past two weeks. Um, I've I've read off and on some other books. I've, I've actually gotten a book actually from work that I was asked to read on leadership. So I've been trying to focus on that. Um, and therefore, I have not read any of the institutes over the past two weeks. So I'm way behind on that, unfortunately, um, even though I really enjoy that, but I just haven't made time for it. Um, the last book that I read was a book on birth order, which I know is, is, is kind of weird, um, but I was interested in it. Uh, being a parent, it was just, um, it's interesting to me to kind of think through uh, like, well, basically what, what this guy with this doctor had to say about birth order and how it affects you growing up and, and kind of, um, some personality traits. Honestly, the thing, like the thing that I took away from it is that it has a lot to do with actually more so than who you are as a person. It has to do with the way that your parents treat you and your parents change after they have you know, from the first kid to, to middle children to like the baby of the family. Like it's, it's kind of in the way that your parents treat the kids rather than like, Oh, well you're born second. Well then you're going to have these traits. It's more just like, Oh, your parents aren't going to pay attention to you as much as they did the first one. <laughs> um, so for, Dude, what was that as, as the oldest child, like I'm the oldest of mm-hmm. four. And I always tell my siblings, I got it worse than all of you. <laughs> it's like, they were figuring it out on it's true yep and and it's like and there were by the time you guys were like old enough for it to matter there was enough of you that like their attention was diverted Mm -hmm. it's like but with me i was like like laser sights like like hawks yes that that's one one thing that he talks about is is that especially with older children they have a a tendency or first born children they have a tendency towards perfectionism because they get so much of their parents attention um that skipped right past me well, <laughs> yeah i mean as, as as the oldest child i have i have no no sense of that at all perfectionism interesting I, no not at all i think it's i, I think because i i would say like i actually don't have any like if i do something i want it to be good <laughs> but i have also sort of many ways like i've totally like shaken my fist at the like you will not control uh-huh. me like you know kind of thing where i just kind of um amen you know <laughs> i'm a i'm a middle child so you know yeah i peacekeepers well and it's even yeah i'm the second of five and so um it, it's it's weird to i mean like i was reading it from the perspective of not like oh, well, this is going to, you know, unlock all the secrets of, you know, nothing like that. I was just like, hey, I'm curious about this. Like, what are some of the general trends? And that's kind of how the the author approaches it as well. He also lumps together all middle children. So basically, if you're not the oldest and if you're not the youngest, you're a middle child. Which I was like, oh, yeah, well, that's that's typical because there were three of those in my family. <laughs> um, and And in my case, it was different. I am a competitive person. And so like what he says about middle children is they generally see the child above them and go the opposite direction. Whereas I didn't do that. I saw my older brother and then like challenged myself to be as good as him, if that makes any sense. Mm. So, so I, I didn't do what this book is talking about, but uh, anyways, 
it was it was just interesting to kind of think through these things and and like i said really what i got out of it was that hey my parenting is going to affect my children in these ways like there are general tendencies to treat my kids these ways and i don't there's pros and cons to everything right you know so so yes i'm going to i'm not going to be a perfect parent no, there's no such thing as a perfect parent i'm going to mess up my kids in ways that i don't even understand i get that but i also want to to try and find a balance and not like if i can notice that i'm treating my children differently to fight against that depending on their personalities of course cuz you know you parent different with each child but i i want to i want to be at least fair with each child if that makes sense Anyways, so that's what I've been reading. Um, in terms of of memorization, it's still been slow going. Um, I, I am going to check out that Versus app that you talked about. That sounds really cool because I have decided, like I found that it's best for me if I take um, the time that I take to to memorize, I kind of alternate between one day trying to make sure that I have everything that I already have memorized, just kind of like go over what I already have memorized and take the time to do that. And then the next time go to the last couple verses and then branch out for a few more, if that makes sense. Yeah. That way I can kind of come together instead of trying to spend the entire time doing everything. Cause then I'm not able to spend as much time with it, if that makes sense. So, um, mm-hmm. but it's, it's still slow going. So, I'll shut up now. Uh, Mark, Luke, what have you guys been into? Well, I play exclusively multiplayer games. No, that's <laughs> not true. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I have been playing a lot of multiplayer games recently. Mm-hmm. So my game time has been I'm with a seminary and full-time job and 10-month-old and pregnant wife. <laughs> my game time is limited. Cheers to you, sir. <laughs> yeah. Salute. Uh, but they can't see that, but I actually screwed it. <laughs> I oh. saw it. I can see it. Oh, yeah. Okay. I missed it. <laughs> so, but I've been playing a lot of, uh, well, I finished Hitman, the one from 2016. Okay. Uh, a couple couple weeks ago. I guess about a week ago, I finished the first one and started the second one. Um, so, I've been playing through that. I just started uh, Uncharted 2. Okay. This past mm-hmm. week, so I, when I first got a PS4 like two years ago, the Uncharted series was one of the first things I picked up. And I played through the first one, and then I've just kind of sat on it and haven't really played through any of the others. And so, I'm I haven't been participating in backlog golf. I've just been kind of spectating, mm-hmm. but I have still been intent. Like this year is, I'm focusing on playing games that I've already owned and not gotten to. You're the backlog. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, still doing that. So I've I've knocked out a few games already that I've owned and not finished yet. Nice. So I figured I'd jump into Uncharted this week as well, um, and then still playing lots of Rainbow Six Siege and played some Apex Legends since that game's come oh, out. Yeah. Um, that one's been fun. That and game is really fun. I've I've picked up a few matches, and yeah, uh, it, I told Luke last night we were playing last night and. I've I tend to grip so I love shooters, hence me put, I've put seven eight hundred hours in Rainbow Six Siege, mm-hmm. but uh, I like shooters that have a really low time to kill. Like I, I like games that punish you for taking damage, and so I can kill people quickly and 
stuff like that. And Apex Legends is very much not that way. Everybody's mm. a bullet sponge. Okay. And so there's a lot of adjustment, like getting used to the mechanics of, oh, you know, I can't shoot this guy three times and move on. Like I got to keep this fight's going to take a while kind of thing. It's just a different mindset to get into. So trying to figure out the gun mechanics. But I felt like I was doing a little better last night playing with Luke and another friend of ours. Hmm. It was going a little better. So you were definitely, you did better than either of us did. Yeah. So it's getting used to it. I'm having more fun with it. And then um, I've been playing Rocket League, which I've owned forever, Ooh. played a bunch when I first got it. And then Luke, I sucked him back in. Yeah, Luke and Kyle uh, Nielsen okay. sucked sucked me into Rocket League some more. And I've been having a lot of fun with that one too. So Nice. Yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing. Like I said, lots of multiplayer games because when, when my time is limited, and especially because I don't live near any of my friends that are gamers, I tend because to... Because he loves me. <laughs> <laughs> like, when I, when I do have time, I tend to prioritize playing games with friends and socializing yeah. than just hunkering down and playing single-player games too so well that's 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 not a bad thing so reading anything interesting uh well so i've been reading (laughs) giant textbook (laughs) for Mm. uh church history so okay it's a 900 page textbook and it's an eight-week class so i've been reading a little over 100 pages a week from that book um and that's just church history from 1300 to present day basically um so usually covering a century or two every week (laughs) which is a lot of fun um and then there's another book i'm reading for that class called why church history matters by richard ray that's a pretty good one too um kind of emphasis he talks a lot about um the typical shtick you would get from history teachers like why do we study history because if we don't then we're going to repeat it um but it goes much further than that and shows how he, he emphasizes how th- when we look at church history, we can see how through all kinds of trials and changes and uh, cultural shifts, God has preserved his church and preserved his people and brought them consistently back to his word and um, how we've gotten to where we are and why the church looks the way it does today. We, we, we know that by studying the history of the church. So it's been a really interesting book to read as well. Hmm. And then for my birthday, which is on Saturday, my wife just Happy got Happy birthday. Me. Yeah. Happy birdies to you. <laughs> my, uh, my wife just got me the leather-bound Valley of Vision, so I'm super oh. pumped to start reading through that. Okay. So. That's um, a very, very cool little book. Yeah, I'm excited for it. That's, that's what I've been reading. What about you, Luke? Luke, uh, I don't read, but I do play games. Um, <laughs> he doesn't read books that don't have pictures. Exactly. Honestly, I'll, I'm gonna do it out of order here just to mess everyone up. Um, but my my reading has been less books lately, just because I started a new job where I'm the network and systems administrator, and the systems admin side of things I'm pretty confident in. But the network side, I'm definitely still learning, and so most of my free reading time has been going to just reading up on best practices and basically how to do the job I'm supposed to be doing. So that's where, where most of my reading has been going. And I won't bore people with details of learning about trunking and VLANs <laughs> and all that fun junk. But mm. that's that's where I've been reading a lot lately. Uh, definitely would like to get a, a better handle on that so I can get back to reading stuff I enjoy a little bit more. But 
Uh, so there you go. That's that's the brief one on the reading. And then for as far as what I've been playing, I was doing I did really good in January. In January, I cranked through a lot of games. I beat both the Spider Man DLCs. I beat Shovel Knight, and I beat Hitman Two. Mm-hmm. And then February rolled around, and I also beat Spectre Knight in in January. Nice. And February rolled around, and I s- started Plague Knight, and just can't get into it as much. Like Spectre Knight, I loved. I had so much fun with Spectre Knight. I think I liked it better than Shovel Knight even. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I've heard that uh, a lot from people who have played like all the DLC that the Spectre Knight stuff is like top notch. And it, it really is. And it's not that like Plague Knight got a lot of hate. And I actually I enjoy the mechanics. It's just trickier. Like Spectre Knight just moves really well and he does what you want him to do when you want him to do it. Mm. And Plague Knight, you have to actually think about and he'll take weird jumps sometimes. And so there's just a little more difficulty in mechanics there and I'm not good at platformers anyway and so I've been playing that off and on I've been playing through Sleeping Dogs because I hadn't played that one okay. yet and that is a fantastic game really been enjoying that and then the other one that I started the other day was Bioshock and I don't think I've ever felt so discombobulated in a game as I did at the start of Bioshock I'm just like what the heck is happening what's going on like is just this your first music, time playing it is it- Oh. I've been try- I've been I've been harping yeah. to play it for a while. <laughs> yeah, mm. and I finally picked it up on a. I'm, gl- I'm a, glad he's doing it. <laughs> a sale for PlayStation, and I'm starting to play through. But yeah, it's just it's a very discombobulating game at the at the start. So that's that's it. And then all the multiplayer games Mark mentioned, I've been playing with him, but I won't drag on about those since he already went over them. So hoping to get back on the on the horse and try and get my backlog golf score back up i was in third there for a while and then nate rocketed past me <laughs> and i have and josh has caught up to me no intent of relinquishing that lead either <laughs> <laughs> i mean you got to fight with logan and lauren so have fun with that good luck well i i have i have strategies okay but i also <laughs> don't have nearly like Lauren, and and again, I think we we mentioned this. I I've talked to her. She plays Switch on the treadmill. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, <laughs> that's just impressive. I would fall on my face. Yeah. Um. And I think she she's even talked about like taking it on actual runs before and stuff. And I'm like, no. Oh, that's no, no, nuts. No. Yeah. That's um, scary. But then and then Logan just like uh, he's just a machine. Like with everything he, he gets done, it's it's impressive. So it's um, true. I've got my work cut out for me, but I'm going to the the other thing though is I'm not buying. I'm I'm fully intending on not buying any games this mm-hmm. year. So, see, yeah. I already broke that. I picked up Far Cry New Dawn. Okay, from Mark and I a little while back. Yeah, nice. So, a little while back, you picked it up him. over the weekend, well, like yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> it's like a yeah. little while. You know, you it's know, a very then. subjective term. <laughs> a few hours ago, it was, it was over 24 hours. The ago. while ago that it so. was was little. Yeah, <laughs> it was very little. <laughs> um, so there you go. That's what I've been reading. And nice. I, I will say, Nose. if I can interject, is that this um, this whole backlog golf thing is good for me. Earlier today, just this morning, there I, I got an alert from one of my sites that I that I go to about a game that was on sale. Um, they were they were having like this one day sale for this game called Rhyme on on Steam. Mm-hmm. It's like this. Oh, rhyme! Yeah. Apparently, it's like a journey type sort of puzzle it's like solving. Colossus journey sort of wind waker like journey style game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's not there's not really fighting mechanics to it. Okay, 
Okay. It's very, it's a it's a walking simulator more okay. in that sense. Okay. But a little more than that. There's puzzles and stuff too. Nice. Well, I've I've heard some good things about it outside of the fact that it doesn't run very well on Switch. Um, but it was on sale on Steam for three dollars today. And so I was like about to pick it up, but then I was like, "Ah, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to lose my score in the backlog golf. Well, later, um, I'm going through my, my steam games, my steam library, just so that I can kind of like pick up some other games, like think of games that I want to, um, that I want to play next, you know, find some smaller games and stuff like that. And it's in my library already. I had already nice. bought the game. <laughs> and if it wasn't for Backlog Golf, I would own a second copy. Nice. Uh, we could, I mean, we could give away the code so, or something. At some yeah, point, that's so, true. But... That's true. Uh, whoever wins Backlog well, Golf hey, gets if, a new game. If you're looking for a, a quick game to play through to add to your Backlog score, Rhyme's a good one to go to because it is interesting. Okay. And, and it goes pretty fast. Okay. So my at, at the end of my wife's first pregnancy last year, we she she ended up on bed rest mm-hmm. and so we couldn't really go do anything and so in, in the evenings i would boot up rhyme on the PC, ps4 and she would uh sit there and watch me play and we talk about it as we played and everything so nice um yeah it's a, it's it was an interesting little game she found it interesting too so well sweet yeah that i i may i the next game that I play now, obviously, like I said, I want to play through Chrono Trigger, but the next, I, I, I have an idea. I found a game on my backlog that I think um, might give me a few points before I'm done with it. Um, I own the um, the Metal Slug Anthology on Wii, and I know okay. I've played through one or two of those games, but not all, there's like seven games on the on the pack. And, you know, it's it's on Wii... And so you get like, you know, you push a button and it's like sticking a coin in the machine, right? So you basically have unlimited lives. So I'm thinking like an hour per game and I can knock those out if I there want to. There you go. Hey, you know, it, it, that's one of the things like when when I was talking to Eric at one point in time, I said like, you know, the, the thing is like there's a certain amount of strategy involved. And it's like, you, you know, it's like, do you, if, you, if you're going for like the, the, the high score, or the lowest score, it's like, do you just like try to like burn through a bunch of the smaller stuff to like rack up points or do you, you know, and that's, I, I, I don't, I don't fault you, man. That's <laughs> like eight hours, eight points, whatever, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. yeah. It's on the, it's on the back burner. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll see what happens. I'll see what happens. But if I decide, if everyone just like shoots up in their score, I'll be more tempted to uh, to go for it. Because I, I I do not expect to get anywhere near the top by the end of the year. Um, the, uh, yeah, there there have been other people that have much higher scores than I do, and I just don't have the 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 time to you don't have to it. Dedicate. I love JRPGs way too much. Like Chrono Trigger, I'm mm. not going to get a point for it. Because I've already beaten it so many times before, so like, have you beaten it? But like, here's it. Are you playing it on? That's DS? true. I am playing it on. Yeah, I'm playing it on DS. Okay, the DS. Like, and this is the when when I beat it, I'm going to make this point. Ah. That I beat it on the Super Nintendo yeah. originally. Yeah, and I've beaten it several times on other platforms, but I've never beaten the DS. That's card. true. And it is a different. It is a slightly different version than the one that's available on, on Vita and the one 
or well the ps1 classic version yeah. or whatever that shows up in the anthology mm-hmm. or the super nintendo there's a there's an actual extra dungeon and some of the music and it's got oh, the, really the, the, those animated cutscenes. right right i didn't know there was those an extra dungeon i've already gotten to where there's like a monster raising thing and i'm just like i don't care about this at all that part's stupid <laughs> i i did that for like 10 seconds and i was like oh this is dumb yeah this isn't even like pokemon yeah well it's it's it seems like it was made for like a phone because it's like okay now return you know later now spend a few hours doing other stuff and then come back and your monster monster will grow and i'm just like i, I don't care about it's this the thing. old dsi trying to okay like, there you get, go like get you to sort of like put it on the the wi-fi search yeah. thing. yeah gotcha nah. all right well anyways <laughs> that's enough there now let's get into the the meat of of the episode and today we're getting a mm-hmm. double portion maybe not here maybe not today but but you will hear um both i don't know the red meat and the white i, I don't know what i'm saying okay where you're getting a double portion <laughs> this eventually. is like purple meat this is like a i'd say it's a seven course meal but it's go. really only like two courses mm-hmm. um, and they're both mcdonald's yeah yeah <laughs> they, they, like it's like a big mac with with a quarter pound of cheese you know, it's like yeah. I could do that. Yeah, I could. I could, pr- or just two Big Macs. I don't know, or two quarter pounders with cheese. That's true. And, no, I mean, they're they're a little different. Some people are like, "Why don't you just get the double quarter pounder with cheese?" And I'm like, "Well, what if you, you know?" Anyways, anyways, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, it's I get sidetracked easily. <laughs> I help with that. I never derail conversations ever. Well, good. You know, interesting. Sort of like real quick before we actually jump into. Speaking this proper, of derailing conversations again. <laughs> interesting aside there's like a, a little like 10 minute blurb that we recorded years ago with jesse and <laughs> where where he defends and at some point in time i want to get him on and listen to him just like i think josh we need to get him on just so he can like defend that taco bell statement mm-hmm. um yeah just and then we can just uh rip him mercilessly <laughs> um but we actually, I made a fast food reference in that one as well. And for some reason, it just like the Big Mac sort of reference <laughs> popped in my head. I had a Big Mac for lunch today. Nice. Mm. Nobody cares, Mark. Stop to your right. I, I care, Mark. <laughs> I care. I, Big Macs are good. Hey, me mentioning that I had a Big Mac for lunch after talking about Big Macs is probably the most on-topic thing that's happened <laughs> since we started recording. That's so true. That's so true. I, You're not wrong. I didn't have a Big Mac, but I did. Um, I went to Wendy's for lunch <laughs> because they had a free. They had free Baconator fries if you ordered anything. So I was cheap and got what? chicken nuggets. I wouldn't recommend it, but I'd recommend it. <laughs> it's delicious. That's how I feel but about the Big Mac. Know that you had it. It's like, it tastes mm. so good, but I know I'm going to be paying for yeah. this later. It's like potatoes and fake cheese and bacon and yeah. Yeah. And chicken nuggets. That's amazing. And chicken nuggets. Yeah. Can't, Part of this. Can't forget the fake cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, because it's totally fake. It's delicious. Oh, totally yeah. Who has fake. the best fake cheese? Jack in the Box has the best fake cheese on those tacos. Oh, interesting. Oh, man. I, I think so. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. So, before we, before we get too far down the rabbit hole. Super off topic. So, Wendy's. And this just becomes a fast food <laughs> I think we already podcast. got there. We just got to get back now. <laughs> um, what we're going to be doing, and we are doing things a little differently, is uh, we, we actually have two different topics, and we're sort of adopting uh, the Arrow 204 podcast to- you know, agenda where we have 
we and and this is all sort of I mean, you don't have to adopt our agenda. Well, I, I, it's an okay agenda to adopt, especially since you guys are you know <laughs> it's right. hanging with us. Um, but we're going to actually do two different topics, and Josh and I are going to host the on on our podcast feed. We're going to host. We're, we're doing the Nintendo Direct one, right? Mm-hmm. We hadn't decided that, but you just did, so that sounds there good. We well, I mean, it doesn't matter. I, you know. No, I think I think that's good. I think that fits your guys' podcast a little bit more than, than ours, especially because I, I won't have much to say about it because I didn't pay attention to it. Oh, okay. But, and then on on the Era 204 podcast feed, um, we're, it's the Thumper going, Rule. The Thumper Rule, um, where we're going to talk about just charity in Christian speech and conduct. And specifically how that relates to like games and gaming culture and sort of all of that um, stuff. All those things. All the things. All Welcome the things. to the thing. <laughs> the thi- Welcome to the thing. So for those who don't know, there was a Nintendo Direct within the last couple of days here and a whole bunch of stuff got confirmed. Um among which, like, you know, my personal favorite is uh and, and Wesley you know, our, our our main man Wesley is is was super amped to see that they're doing a remake of Link's Awakening, the old Game Boy uh, Legend of Zelda game, because apparently I I got I got onto Twitter, and of course you know because everybody's super nice to each other on Twitter, mm-hmm. you know always um, yes every time, uh, there there were some people who were surprisingly enough outraged at the the aesthetic choices of the Link's <laughs> Awakening remake. And um, I frankly don't see it as that big a deal. I actually think it's kind of charming. I think it's kind of cute. Um, and it's got like a decent vibe and I kind of dig it. But, you know, whatever. Uh, so that was like the, the one of the big things for me. Um, but there's a whole pile of stuff. What, Josh, why don't we uh, pull up that list and we'll go through sort of like... Yeah. Yeah, let's all the things, <clears throat> the things. So we decided, you know, we through our our rigorous, you know, rubric of testing these materials and what we wanted to talk on the about on the podcast. <laughs> uh, we decided that for for you know the backlog breakdown, we wanted to talk about a bunch of games that are going to be on our backlog. So um, so way to spin that. <laughs> So <laughs> I like it. So this is yeah the the Nintendo Direct that just dropped. Um, I I just I think it was particularly good. Um, one of the things that stuck out to me is just how how much Nintendo kept these games under wraps, which is weird because mm-hmm. it felt like going into this like oh what is what you know they just released Smash Brothers like what big games do they have on the horizon? Like they don't have much for 2019. Like is the switch slowing down? What's going on here? And then they're just like, yeah, here's 30 games that we haven't said a word about, <laughs> you know, which, which is, is crazy. Um, and then there's even some rumors about some other games that we'll see later. But anyways, uh, about the Nintendo direct. So it started off talking about super Mario maker two. Um, oh, man. so this again, no word about it. There had been speculation, but of course there's always rumors and speculation of why, you know, the, what other Wii U games are we going to see on Switch because no one liked Wii U um, and they've ported a bunch of other games from Wii U. And so it was, confer- I mean, announced and confirmed that Super Mario Maker 2 is coming out. And so it's got, um, you know, ev- it looks like everything from Mario Maker and then more 
you know you can have slopes yeah. in this game um but it, there looks like there were a, a, a bunch of like new enemies that you can add and all kinds of all kinds of crazy stuff i burnt out on the first super mario maker pretty quickly like i finished i finished most of the stuff that was there i didn't i only made a handful of levels um and it was a fun game don't get me wrong i just didn't spend as much time with it as as i probably should have um do y'all have experience with mario maker there you go that's out of the way i don't (laughs) i played a ton of it okay um i was yeah so i played more i didn't do a lot of making levels i made a handful uh and i did enjoy it but that's not i'm not the super creative Mm -hmm. type and so but i enjoy playing the levels that other people have made yeah and then on top of that, my my brother-in-law loved making levels, and he loved making levels that were very hard, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed playing levels that were hard, so it worked out really well, where he was just like, all right, I'm going to make these nightmare levels, and you have fun with it kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, to the point, so, so the funny thing was, you have to, uh, in order to upload a level online, you have to beat it. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So, to make sure that it's beatable, you can't post an unbeatable level for other people to play. And at the time, my brother, brother-in-law and I lived near each other. And he'd made a few levels that he'd post online. I played through and everything. And he had one that he came over with his Wii U. Because he was like, I can't beat it. I know it's beatable. <laughs> He's like, but I can't do it. And he gave it to me to play. <laughs> nice. And, and it was frustrating as all get out. But it was so much fun. Uh, it was a blast. We, hmm. we, we had a ton of fun with it. So... I, it was funny to me when this came with the Nintendo Direct because literally a week or two ago, I was just I was playing Smash Bros. on the Switch. And I just thought, I was like, I miss Mario Maker and I don't have a Wii U anymore. Okay. I was like, I miss I miss Super Mario Maker. Like that would be cool. That'd be a fun game to bring to the Switch. And then this Nintendo Direct happened and it was the first <laughs> announcement. I was like, this there is amazing. <laughs> this is they nailed it. So I'm I'm super excited for that game. That will definitely be added to my backlog. That's that's awesome. I I do think too. Um, one of the tragedies of the first Mario Maker is that they shut down the online the Miiverse in general. So I don't think you yeah. can even play. I I could be wrong about this, but I don't think you can share levels anymore. Um, that said with a game super mario maker 2 on the switch like the switch is selling so well you can pretty much rest assured that those servers are going to be open for a good long time oh for sure so there's there's exponentially more what's the word potential just for for tons of levels to play through with this one so so it's exciting even if it's not a day one pickup for me it is definitely exciting to have it coming yeah I I never really played a lot of the Super Mario Maker stuff. I I think I did like a couple levels at one point in time. Like I borrowed it from a friend or something like that. Mostly because I just I, I like my sanity, <laughs> and I'm I'm a I'm a high tension kind of individual to begin with, and uh, losing my mind over some of those Mario levels. Now I do like watching some of the ridiculous, like. Yeah. And there's there's those ones where you basically just keep bouncing off of shells and grabbing stuff, and I'm like, I, I watch that, and I'm like, oh, that's nice. No, <laughs> yeah, some some of those are way too insane for me as well. Uh, I enjoy a good challenge. I don't enjoy 
um, getting an ulcer trying to play a game, right? <laughs> well, I will say too, is that one thing that I experienced from the levels that I made, um, it's interesting that when you create a level, it's way more difficult than you intend it to be. Because you know where everything is and you know like exactly. what you're thinking through. So when you throw it into to someone else who's going in blind, they don't know what's coming up next and it's way more difficult. So I actually, I would start off making these levels that were difficult and then I'd have to pare it down because I'm like, oh, this is too, you know, this is for someone just jumping into this, they're not going to know what I was thinking. Yeah. Well, and it, it gives you too, I think one thing I find interesting about it is obviously it's cool. That it gives you all these components to be able to make levels yourselves. Right. But it gives you a, a perspective on the complexity that goes into level design for games like Mario yeah. or any game in general. But it, it gives you like, there's a lot of stuff I can do with a level. And like you said, I know what needs to happen, but that doesn't mean that a person who plays what I created is going to have any idea what you're supposed to do. And so like, I actually, one of my coworkers at one point, um, his degree was in game design. Oh, wow. And he talked about how he took a level design course and they literally use Super Mario Bros. 1-1 as an mm-hmm. example of like perfect level design. And they talked about how like coins in Mario, right? They don't really mean anything. The score that you earn in Mario, coins, gathering coins in the original games don't really do anything. They're just there for the most part. Yeah. But um, what they really do is players are drawn to them because it makes a cool sound. It's a shiny thing in the sky. Oh, we're going to grab coins. But they use, if you go back and play like Super Mario Bros, they use coins to guide you through their levels. Uh-huh. So like they, they will put them in certain areas that draw you to them to guide you down different paths and, and kind of show you what to do very subtly. And so hmm. I, I find that fascinating that there is this complexity to the game that if if I wasn't if I didn't have experience trying to put a level together in Super Mario Makers um, I wouldn't I would never understand that right yeah so it's it's a really unique perspective I think to, to be able to do that yeah I remember I remember hearing from a couple different places that that the impact of something like um, Super Mario Maker may be you know, like it may have impact for future game designers. You know, there are kids playing on their Wii U's or now it'll be on your Switch that are just kind of understanding these concepts that, you know, down the road can really get someone into into game design or something like that. So yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's definitely a really cool experience. Well, <laughs> so that's one <what>? down. <laughs> we oh, there's a whole pile. Like let's well, we got the ones on this this graphic here, and we'll just sort of like punch through those. Yeah, um, we can burn through them a bit quicker. I I'm, I already mentioned the Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I'm looking forward to this. Definitely, um, it's definitely like I don't have the the, the strong tie to it that like Wesley does, mm-hmm. um, but it's definitely like something that I will be picking up. You know, when when I can. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it it was my yeah. first Zelda, so I'm I'm okay. it, I'm still again. I don't know if it's gonna be a day one pickup, but it looks really good, and I'm excited yeah. that they're that they're investing in it again. Not that not that the game was ever really forgotten. They just haven't done anything. It is such a weird entry in the series um, th- that it's mm-hmm. it 
it's cool to see that they're not only acknowledging it, but you know, showing it some love. So. Yeah. No, and it. I mean, and, and again, I'll just sort of. Uh, I know that a lot of people are um, freaking out about the style, but I think it's absolutely incredibly charming. And yes. you know, I and I just remember, like, I'm of an age where I remember how people were freaking out over Wind Waker, and the reality is like. Toon Link is the best link. I know a lot of people. Do, you know, there are some people who don't agree with me, and they're allowed to be wrong. So, um, you know, that, that's how that works. Uh, but, I mean, I, I think it's going to be interesting, and I think it's going to be fun. And, and I'm looking forward to, I mean, I played the original years ago. I have no idea whether I beat it or not. That's how, you know. I'm old. So <laughs> there, there's a part where I'm like, I I don't know, maybe. Um, but I'm looking forward to this. Like, it's definitely going to be a pickup for me. So because it's my first Zelda, it's hard for me to be um, to be objective here. But I will say that that the ending is pretty impactful. So you're saying that you're not sure if you beat it or not, then you may want to go back and, and finish it out because it kind of goes off the rails at the very end like when it okay um and that is why like all i will say about the art style is that because this is such a weird entry i like how surreal the art style is and that's all i'm gonna say because um i don't want to go into spoiler territory okay especially since it's coming out again yes you guys link's awakening will you awaken to link I mean, maybe this is just because my only Zelda experience has been Breath of the Wild, but I am I'm less inclined to jump into one, and at least until it goes on sale, just because Breath of the Wild looked awesome, and I made an impulsive buy on that one and ended up regretting it. Mm. So maybe maybe that was just a, a unfortunate timing for me to jump into a Zelda game. I don't know because I've heard it's a pretty far break away from most of the rest. Yeah, it is, and I know. I know uh, my biggest beef was something you brought up on the last episode of the backlog breakdown, Nate, and that was the breaking weapons. Oh, that, that, I, that I killed the game for that. me. But we're not here to talk about Breath of the Dude, Wild. Uh, yeah. Josh, we have we have some recruits for the Breath, of, Breath of the Wild bash. That's uh, I can't even talk. <laughs> oh man, never mind. So almost everyone who's been on the podcast seems to side with you, and that's okay. I. Like I said, I, and and just not to to, to sort of retread <laughs> it too much. But, but here we go. There are things about that game that I really like. I there are things about that game that I really really like. But I feel like it gets a pass on things that are absolutely abhorrent and should yep. not be an issue. That like you're like you you know when I want to talk to people about the weapons breaking, they're like, oh no, it's fine. And I'm like, no, this is a terrible decision. Like. Of of all, anyways, but I I said we're not gonna do this, so I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> Stay strong. Baby. Um, nice. Okay, I'll, I'll pick it up on sale. I'll definitely pick up Link's Awakening yeah. on sale at some point. It it won't be a day one pickup for me, but I I played it originally. It wasn't my first. It was a game I went back to. My first was I think Majora's Mask. Whoa, mm. um, that's the mm. one mainline game I have not played. Oh, oh wow! Mm-hmm. That's one of my, my favorites. It was Majora's Mask or Wind Waker was my first one. I don't oh, remember which. Interesting. Um, I didn't get into it till super late. Um, those are those are two of the best ones in my opinion too. They're they're very good. Uh, I actually I think my favorite is 
legitimately probably Twilight Princess. I know that's kind of an unpopular <laughs> opinion, but I I like that one. <laughs> Nate, dis- Nate oh, disagrees. Man. <laughs> uh, Twilight Twilight Princess is okay. I still haven't beaten it. At some point in time, I'm gonna go back oh, wow. and finish it. Yeah, I just um, yeah. I'm I'm super excited um, for Yoshi. Yeah, awesome. The Yoshi's Crafted yeah, the, World. Yeah, the Crafted World. I I played a ton of Yoshi's Story on 64? the Nintendo 64. Yeah. yeah, that was that was a game I grew up playing, and I played a lot of it. And had a lot of fun with it, and this one seems similar. Uh, obviously, a lot more advancements, a lot more changes. Um, but there's definitely every time I've seen the gameplay for it, it reminds me of Yoshi's Story, and it makes me excited to go play it after after everything I spent in that game. Um, that's when I definitely want to jump on. I think it'll be really cool. That's that's interesting. I was disappointed by Yoshi's Story because I grew up playing Yoshi's Island, which is one of my favorite games of all time. Gotcha. Yoshi's Island's phenomenal. So good. Um, did you play Yoshi's Wooly World on Wii U? I okay. did not. I did not play okay. Wooly World. I haven't finished it. Uh, it's on my backlog. Um, I got towards the <laughs> end, but I was playing it two player with my sister and, uh, gotcha. I just never went back to it. So I'll probably finish it up and take the point. Hey, oh, um, <laughs> attaboy, attaboy. Uh, and it's great. It's a really good game. Um, better than the sequel on, on 3DS, the, uh, yoshi's I, I don't remember yoshi's new island new yoshi yeah anyways um yeah so it's really good so crafted world looks really good um in this trailer it it showed levels that y- you have sort of like two planes which was super cool um so yeah i'm 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 stoked for it again probably yeah. not a day one buy but um no not good. for me either but but it'll, i'll definitely pick it up at some point um i have zero interest <laughs> you don't play baby games <laughs> I don't play baby <laughs> games. I, so, well, so so Luke, is there anything on this list that actually interests you, or like Chocobo's I mean, the, Mystery the Dungeon has... and Disney Sum Sum Festival? Yes, <laughs> you knew it. Uh, no, the the one that definitely has the most interest for me. It was one that was unfortunately already announced, uh, but that was Ultimate Alliance Three because my wife and I have played a little bit of both of the original okay. two on PS4. And so that's a game that we can play together. And so that's one that I'll, like, again, probably not a release. I'll probably wait for a sale because it's not often that we play games together. Mm-hmm. But that's that's one I'll pick up to play with her. The other one I'm interested in is the one you get for free now. And that's Tetris 99. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I'm interested in it is because Nate recommended it. So, <laughs> um, Yeah. Well, when I got the email that it was out and it was free for those who have the, the service or whatever, um, or I got an email that was free. And so I downloaded it and checked it out and it's they're They're sort of billing it as a battle Royale game uh, via Tetris. And it kind of is, but not really. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's Tetris, but it's, you're playing Tetris against 99 other people. And, um, so mechanically there's not like a whole lot going on, but you can target other people to like jack their, their board up. <laughs> um, interesting. It's, it's super fun. Um, I need to download it. Yeah, I, I I need to grab it too. I totally recommend it um, if you have a Switch. Um, it's one of those things where, the, like I said, it's Tetris. So the mechanics at its core are pretty fundamental. The the way that you target other players and sort of like, um, and and just the way that you can get targeted and the way that it sort of just piles on very very quickly. Like after you hit the after you clear out 
like basically when you get to 50 players and below things sort of like ramp up and then uh megan when we were playing it the one night she's gotten into the teens a couple of times Dang. and uh i get into i've gotten into the 20s and um like it's it just gets like there's there's a point like the the more people that sort of like drop out the the more frantic it it becomes and so it just because like and and i'm not nearly good enough to like actually target people i'm barely like staying on top of just making sure i'm clearing enough lines (laughs) um but it's like it's way more fun than it ought to be like in, in concept you're like you're playing tetris simultaneously against 90 98 other people it's kind of like what and then you play it and you're like oh no 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 (laughs) i i totally understand this now uh and you know three hours later you come up out of the rabbit hole and you're like oh i i should go to sleep um i have done nothing with my afternoon um yeah we megan and i were playing that a little bit so that's awesome. Nice. I downloaded it and then realized that I don't have the online service yet. So <laughs> I couldn't even play it. <laughs> have you used, there's like a two week free option. There have is. No, I haven't used it yet. Well, and it's 20 bucks a year. I can, I can drop the cash on it. Um, mm-hmm. cause I've got some, some Amazon credit so I can just get it on Amazon. Ooh. I, I just, I'm not sure when I want to start that cause I don't want to, go down another rabbit hole because I'm playing two big JRPGs right now. <laughs> so um, that's fair. Trying yeah. to, trying to hold off. So Josh is the most intelligent at strategizing, his <laughs> strategizing my 80 hour RPGs. <laughs> Strategery. <laughs> there you go. At least you're Strategery. smart. But speaking you're of smart enough hour... to walk away from Tetris. 99, so. <laughs> well, speaking of 80 hour JRPGs <laughs> that I'm really super interested in, um, they also announced dragon quest 11, Def- S mm-hmm. definitive edition. It's got like four different subtitles, which is dumb, but it's very Japanese. Um, <laughs> and this game, this is one that uh, it was released for PS4 and Steam last year. And I've been like waiting for it to go on sale on Steam. Well, now it rolls around. Hey, this is the definitive edition on Switch. It's got the um, th- so in Japan they released it on 3DS as well, mm-hmm. and that had like a 16-bit version of the game. This version on Switch includes that. Um, the music is updated, so now it's orchestrated instead of instead of the MIDI sounds that it was before. Excuse me, the sampled um, instrumentation. Um, you've got the English and Japanese voice tracks. And you've got additional um, additional story bits for each of the main characters. So it just looks like it's the best version of the game um, that's coming out for Switch. So I'm super stoked for it. I'll wait till it goes on sale. I'm, I'm not... I, I don't know. I don't know. After Octopath, because Octopath was one that I was waiting for, and it took me like a month before I bought it because I was really excited for it. Um, so we'll see how this one we'll see how this one goes. Do you guys have any interest at all? I I do. Um, like part of the problem is like I own Dragon Quest Eleven. Oh, okay. For PS4. Okay. I got it for Christmas. Okay. And so now I'm looking at that and I'm going like, huh. <laughs> hmm. Like it, it's like do I do I want to play like what I know is going to be an excellent game? when i could just hold out for a year clear a bunch of other stuff out of my 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 pile here 
and then play like the the version, the definitive version. I'm I'm excited for it, but I'm a huge sucker for the Dragon Quest series uh, in general. So yeah, I'm I'm not a huge JRPG okay. person. I every time I try to play them, and I do try to play them. I always try to revisit them. I have friends that love them, and they're like, "Oh, you should check this one out. You should check this one out." I'm like, "Okay," and I'll buy them, and I'll get into them, and I'll I'll play them for a little bit, and I just I cannot get into them. There, there's always something about the complexity of them, or the length, the amount of time that it takes to get into them. Uh, I think it was I could I honestly couldn't tell you what the game mm-hmm. was. I remember I was talking to Jesse Knopp, and he said something about, "Oh, well, like." the story really gets good when you're like eight or 10 hours in or something like mm. that. And I'm like, if I got to put eight <laughs> to 10 hours into a game before I really get invested in the story, yeah. I'm not going to play that game. <laughs> oh, if I got to go, if I can't go eight hours to like red dead two, it sucks. <laughs> All right. Well, Sorry. Luke's bringing up old wounds. Luke, so. <laughs> Luke's, Luke's sounding a little hurt over there. Luke's Luke's very hurt. Luke, Luke, uh, it, it almost sounded like he was crying a little bit and trying to like <laughs> restrain like the tears. Pretty much, yeah. It hurts me that Mark has such poor taste in games. Okay. That said, but, I'm not a huge JRPG fan either. So you know what, though, Mark, I will totally, um, I will totally echo that though. Like, if it takes eight hours for me to like really get into a game, that's eight hours too many. Like, if you can't hook me within two or three hours, like that's yeah. that's sort of like oh, my sure. my window of opportunity. And um, if you can't hook me within that two or three hours, like I'm out. You know, just sort of like we're on JRPGs and stuff, but sort of even talking, like going back to what we were talking about before, like Chrono Trigger, like I played that game multiple times. And the fact is like I booted it back up, I started back up and I started playing. And within like a couple of hours, I was just like, whoop, like down the rabbit hole. And it's like, I know all the story beats. And this game still has me like, still sort of puts the hook in my mouth and drags me around. (laughs) And I'm like, because I know it's out there. You know what I'm saying? I would even say like the little bit that I played of like Octopath, like it's not going to take me eight hours to get into that game. Like I I played a couple hours with the thief or like an hour with the thief or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, I really want to play this game. You know, I've gotten sidetracked since then, but I'm saying like, well, and you know, since we're on it, like Final Fantasy seven is getting a release. Uh, It's the, the date was confirmed for that. Mm -hmm. And then Final Fantasy Nine was was confirmed. I think Final Fantasy Nine is out already. Yep, it dropped that day of the direct. Out of those two, I'm gonna like be honest. Like Nine's one of my favorite Final Fantasies of all time, um, but it is a game that, in hindsight, like I probably I have it on my PS4, and it's one of those things that at some point in time I'm gonna go back and play it just to play it, maybe get some trophies, but. Um, yeah, it did not age well. Okay. <laughs> and it's it's a game, in my opinion, that I just, I, I'd really love to see them do like a full-blown remake, retool like the combat and the movement and everything else, but... Is it just that uh, it's slow? It's very slow. I do remember uh, it being slow. I don't... And you can, you can do like the double move, double speed, movement speed okay. sort of thing, but I just feels, I don't know, I'm not... Not a huge fan. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Uh, of just how it's it, it was redone. Cool. Nice. Uh, I mean, th- there's some notables on here. Like uh, the one that sort of caught my attention was Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's interesting that they're porting that one over to Switch. I'm excited for it. That's really interesting because that was a PlayStation exclusive for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And then and then all of a sudden it's everywhere else. Well, the team that like that's one of the studios that Microsoft picked up. So is this like oh, is gotcha. this Microsoft and is this another sign that Microsoft and Nintendo are going to play nice? And so that's one for me that you know, and and sort of off before we start recording, we mentioned like uh, there's that rumor that Scalebound might be coming to the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, it's Star Wars thirteen thirteen. <laughs> we can only hope. We can only hope. Um, I would I would weep openly if that happened. If you do, if it is, and if you do. I want full video. I want video of that. tears running down your face. Um, the the problem is that the original creators are off, you know, doing other things, like not even with the with the um, the companies that they were with. Oh, yeah. So there's no way it actually happens. But <laughs> yeah, I can dream. but that style of game would be really interesting on Switch. You know, just like that Uncharted style. Uh, anyway, sorry. Respawn Star Wars game is no, no. That one's still confirmed, right? Or did that one get scrapped? Yes, it is. No, nope, that, that one's still coming confirmed. out this year. Okay, and it gives me hope. I'm pumped. It's like a Respawn. new hope. Oh, yes, a new hope for Luke. But um, I have no hope for the movies, but I have hope for the games because Respawn has done fantastic with Titanfall and with Apex. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm just gonna sort of rattle through some of these if you guys want to stop uh and we can talk about them uh delta rune that's the undertale sort of spinoff thing i'm kind of on this just because i i played undertale uh it's not a must have for me but i am a little interested in it we were sort of talking about that um so i will be paying attention to that um but that's about all uh fire emblem three houses is coming Mm -hmm. The Fire Emblem games are super cool. Um, I didn't watch all of the direct, but is this basically a collection of the 3DS games or is this nope. a totally new thing? Yep, totally new. So you choose what house that you're a part of at the start of the game. You are like, basically you are already, I thought this was really cool. You are already a, uh, like a, a commander in the army. And so you are training up new people for any one of these three houses. And then the story goes depending on which house that you go to. I am not okay. sure if that means like, you know, you just start the game over and you can be a new house because I know like with the 3DS games, you made the decision at the beginning of the game who you were going to go with and then you had to stay with them for the rest of the game unless you bought the other version. Um I I I'm not I'm not I I don't know exactly if you need to buy this game multiple times. I'm hoping you don't. It did not seem like it from the direct, um, but it does. It it looks. It's a totally different game than the hmm. than the 3ds games. Um, now, obviously, it's Fire Emblem, so you're going to have a lot of similarities in terms of just the play style of the game. But um, totally new story, so it looks it looks really cool. I mean, it, I, the Fire Emblem series has been interesting. I almost picked up whatever, what was the last one they dropped? It was like a crossover. Oh, uh, I can't think the what it's called now. The one for the Wii U? No, the one for Switch. I thought that was a crossover. Was it not Fire Emblem Heroes? Or oh, the Fire, Fire Warriors. Emblem Warriors. Was the Warriors, that was it. Like, there were several times I was tempted to pick that up on Steam and then wound up being thankful I didn't because I heard not so great things about it. Mm. But. Uh, I, I'm not someone who's played any of the Fire Emblem games. Okay. I work with the guy who's played like all of them and is always raving about them though. So I'm definitely curious about it at least. 
my Fire Emblem experience is with Smash characters. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. No, I've I've played uh, a couple of the ones that were on DS. I couldn't tell you what games they were. Um, I've played a couple of Fire Emblem games. They're interesting. They're very unique style of game. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely interested in this one. I'll I'll look into it and mm-hmm. again, pro- probably a very down the road like on sale game that I would pick up at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I should have given this disclaimer at the start, but you know, I grew up a Sony pony and still lean that way. So this is all out of my wheelhouse. <laughs> Sorry, a bit. Nintendo Direct. <laughs> no, it's it. No, like I mean, I'm enjoying listening to you guys talk about it. And you're getting me excited for some of these games, so that's gonna be great for my backlog. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> see, thanks. Well, the, the, it's been it's been fun to see Luke start getting into uh, Nintendo baby games. just a little bit more since he picked up a Switch. Baby games. <laughs> <laughs> The baby yeah, games. Smash Ultimate was the first Smash game I ever really played. Nice, mm. nice. That's so. That's a rough one to come in on, especially when you're coming in against Mark, and I have another friend who plays in like a Smash League oh every week. Oh my gosh, they're the two I played against the most. Yeah, he's got a friend who's better than me. Makes me feel bad. I don't like playing with him. <laughs> so, I, like, just, I like to think I'm the best in my friend group. So, <laughs> I just learned the trick is to play King DDD, let them fight it out, and just sit there and wait with the hammer until you can smack somebody to oblivion. <laughs> nice. Nice. Oh my. I haven't gotten into DDD. But <laughs> I actually I haven't played the game in a while. I need to go back to it. Yeah. But me too. I, I so they just if you if you pre-ordered mm-hmm. it, I don't know if you guys have redeemed your uh, Piranha Plant yes. yep. character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got into it. I I had set it down for a while and was working on some backlog games and then they released Piranha Plant. I was like, oh, "I should get in there and try him out." And I'm a Piranha Plant maiden now. Wow. So, Dang. Yeah. <laughs> like I was, I was surprised. Like I was expecting him to just be kind of a like meme character, yeah. right? That was just going to be like really goofy. Yeah. I mean, you're playing as Piranha Plant, right? But no, he's got some pretty awesome attacks, and his his up B recovery is insane. He basically helicopters, okay, and can come back from practically anywhere on the map. Dang. So he's a, he's it's a bit of a floater, ridiculous. like Kirby and Meta Knight. Or... Uh, kinda. Yeah. He's he's More like interesting. King K rules up B. Yeah, more like King King Ruler, like uh, um, snakes. Okay, and in, in that vein, I was surprised when when he released. I was like, all right, it's gonna be fun to get in there and mess around with the Piranha Plant for a little bit. And I was like, oh, he's actually really fun to play <laughs> and, and not bad. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, Smash, Smash is as a series probably this. I have more hours in Smash than probably any other video game franchise I've ever played. Oh my! Like as a, with a franchise as a whole. So, I'm an old school NES main, like back on the 64. <laughs> oh, Lucas! Is, my my legit main is Lucas. Since since Brawl, I've mained Lucas hardcore. Dude, Lucas, uh, he's he's that uh, PK freeze is pretty baller. Um, oh, dude, they they buffed it in Smash Ultimate, and I've been having a lot of fun with it. It's it's incredibly incredibly savage. Um, yeah, but Smash Brothers, uh, we got the confirm uh, on for the, Joker for yeah. Joker DLC. Uh, so that's interesting that that showed up on there. Um, yeah, coming in April, I think, if I remember correctly. So, and I have the I did get the season pass sort of battle pass thing. And, yeah, uh, so did oh, I. Nice. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, that will be fun, uh, Josh. Yep. Room Factory 4 Special and Room Factory 5 yeah. uh, were announced. Uh, am I wrong in remembering that you are a bit of a Room Factory kid? 
Uh, so I, I didn't play any of the earlier series. I did play Rune Factory 4 on 3DS. Okay. Um, okay. I picked it up because it was kind of a rare game, and um, I really enjoyed it. It kind of spoiled me. So it's it's a lot like Harvest Moon, except you have, mm-hmm. you're able to go dungeon crawling and sort of like do an action RPG and loot dungeons and bring it back as well as, you know, planting crops and raising animals and kind of like a dating sim as well. So um, because they added in the, the like fighting mechanics and dungeon crawling, um, it, it really hooked me. I think I spent, I spent at least 40 hours. It might've been a 60 hour game. I don't remember. Uh, Yeah. I spent a lot of time in rune factory Four the first time I played through it. And I mean, there's, there's tons more stuff you can do, but I was, I was done with it at that point. Um, So the fact that they are re-releasing it on switch is really cool. Cause again, it was kind of limited. I'm not sure exactly why it was so expensive. I think it was just limited on 3ds. Um, but that they're continuing the series. They announced they are going to do a Rune Factory 5. Like, they are current, it's currently in development, but Rune Factory 4 Special is coming out for Switch. And it does have some, it, it said that there were some extra stuff that's going to be thrown in there, which is crazy because it's already a huge game. Um, so, so that's, it's really cool that it's going to be there. I'm not going to double dip. I've, I've had enough of Rune Factory 4, um, but Rune Factory 5, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely, it's, it's, it's on the list of things to look out for, for sure, because I really enjoyed it. I mean, I, I have not played um, Stardew Valley, but after playing Rune Factory 5, I, I kind of, I thought, I've, this, this spoiled me. I don't think I'm going to go back to Harvest Moon games, because this is Harvest Moon Plus you know, dungeon crawling, action adventure kind of thing, um, mm-hmm. which I just thought was fantastic. And it, it is that kind of like tropey sort of anime style, like exaggerated way that people talk to each other and stuff like that. So it is, it does skew kind of younger, if that makes sense. It's not a super mm-hmm. serious game. I guess that's all kind of Harvest Moon in general. Um, so, I mean, if you're not into that style, then... You know, you can take it or leave it. But I, I enjoyed Rune Factory 4. I'm stoked that they have said that they're doing Rune Factory 5. Um, I really think, I mean, with all of these announcements that they're making for Switch, I really do think that um, because the Switch has been selling so well that third parties are seeing it as a viable platform for releasing their games, and it's it's just built this excitement that's going to kind of continue to snowball with Switch in general that Wii U never did. Like, it's the opposite of Wii U, where it's like, yeah, we're going to have all these games, and then they didn't sell well, and so people didn't put out games, and so there were no games, so it didn't sell, and, you know, it's it's the opposite of that. Well, I mean, like, the fact that it they picked up Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be on the Switch. That's pretty, pretty bonkers. Um, you know, Assassin's Creed 3, the remaster. That's a little weird, a, a little bit weird of a call to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm curious why they chose that one in particular. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty dated at this point in time. I mean, uh, but, I mean, maybe it's, it is going to be a remaster. So uh, there is that. Have you guys kept your ear to the ground? Like, and- what is it about this remaster? Because that's like basically the worst game in the series, right? That's the one that people don't like. I. Uh- 
Is that, it's, it depends who you ask. It's one of Mark's favorites, isn't it? I it's one of my okay. favorites. I actually really enjoyed that. Okay, one. I but I prefer whole, the, three to one and two. Okay, yeah, F- yeah. I I really enjoyed three. Um, I heard two was one of the best, and then and then three was just like a nosedive, and four brought it back. I think I think two was just two was really well done, especially for its time. And I mean, it was it was one of the prettiest games of mm-hmm. its time, and. It was also, it was longer than than your typical game that was released at that time. Like it gave you something to actually keep working mm, yeah. towards, and that was before everybody was burnt out on the same style right. of Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Well, well and I, I think yeah, and I think the, what happened. Go ahead. Cut, stop. Stop interrupting <laughs> me. Mark. I'm, I'm done. I, I quit. <laughs> I, I think what happened though was because you had Assassin's Creed two, and then you had some of the subsequent games. By the time you hit three, people started picking up on the. This is just the same thing over and over again, mm-hmm. and they didn't implement the ship battles that great in Assassin's Creed Three. Yeah. Whereas you hit four, and we got the Pirates of the Caribbean game we all always <laughs> wanted. And if you ask me, that's what the remaster should be is four. I played so much of that. Black game, Flag, yeah. but it's something that every like I stopped after three because it was just like okay, this is just more of the same, and then everybody just like rants about Black Flag, and I'm like. Someday maybe I'll go back, but I'm I'm just like, the, that's also a time sink that I'm just like I don't know if I can justify that anymore. Yeah, yeah. that one's so I th- I think no yeah go for it. I think the big thing about Assassin's Creed Two is that of all the assassins that they've covered in these games, Ezio is the most iconic. Mm-hmm. Ezio is the one people remember and talk about all the time when mm-hmm. you talk about Assassin's Creed. It's he it's was Ezio. a really well fleshed out character. He was. Um, I loved. I found the story interesting. I found Connor as a character inter- interesting, which is who you play as in Assassin's Creed Three. What really set it apart was some of the mechanics they introduced in Assassin's Creed Three that hadn't existed yet. One of the big ones being sprinting, uh, sprinting assassinations. Like, mm-hmm. I loved being able to be, like, especially on like a port being chased down by redcoats and sprinting through, and you come across one and you just hit the assassinate button at the right time and you uh you put somebody on the ground and you don't lose any momentum and you can just keep running from the guys that are already chasing you. It was like it just felt very smooth and the other games didn't have that beforehand. Um, some of those mechanics are very rem- memorable to me. Uh, it was the introduction of the ship battles and that's like everyone begged for more because the little bit that was there was good, which is why we got Black Flag um, because people were like, hey, this is a cool mechanic. We we want a, a game where we do a lot more of this. Um, so Black Flag happened. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, I know that it's the least like towards the bottom of the list for most, most people. Unity is probably the lowest. Received yeah. One. Yeah. It's yeah. not the, it's not the lowest received one, but from, from the first group, like from the first, from the, the initial run. three, three, mm-hmm. four. Yeah. The initial run. It is, um, they, a lot of people I think also didn't like that kind of ended some of the animus story as well. Yeah without getting into like big spoilers or anything for anybody that hasn't played it, that's interested with it coming to the switch. But, um, there's some stuff that happened on the other side in the story that I think turned some people off too. And they weren't sure. Like I was hesitant about black flag mostly because I didn't know where they were going to go with it, with the way they ended assassin's creed three. So Hmm. I'm curious to see what the remaster looks like. And it is a potential pickup for me on the switch. It was my, it was my favorite, um, up to Black Flag, it was my favorite in that initial run, and so if it's if they do it well, I wouldn't mind revisiting it just for nostalgia's sake. Yeah, sweet. So, 
Well, that's cool. There's a few more on here of note that mm. I feel like uh, we should at least acknowledge. Uh, Bloodstained is actually coming out. Yep. Um, which was, I mean, that was very cool to see. But at the same time, I was kind of like, man, uh, just the development cycle on that's been so sort of troublesome mm-hmm. and, or troubled that I'm kind of nervous about it. But uh, it's Ega. And yeah. uh, so, I mean, like you're talking about this is the master of the, the, the Metroidvanias. Um, so we'll see. It's definitely like it's, uh, it's definitely on my list. Uh, that mm-hmm. Astral Chain game, it's a platinum game, I think. Yep. And it looks bonkers. I'm definitely, I like platinum. Platinum's like a leftover. It's it's basically the leftovers from Clover Studios. Mm-hmm. And Clover made some of my favorite PlayStation 2 games. Uh, I still have no idea why Capcom abandoned them <laughs> uh, or sort of dissolved those studios. But, uh, and, and now to be fair, platinum has made some real stinkers. But, uh, you know, they've also made some outstanding games. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the, that one looks Unravel really cool. Unravel 2 is kind of like, eh, you know. Uh, it looks charming. Up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it looks, yeah, it well, looks charming. It. looks fun. And that's that's about it. Uh, Dead by Daylight, we sort of off, off mic had uh, sort of already. It's like, it's another thing that you can buy it and not play it on. Uh, you know, it's, it's one more platform to buy it and not play it on. Um, pretty much. It's a fun game, but there's more fun games out there. <laughs> That's uh, true. Now, I will say, uh, it's fun to get people who've never played games before and have them play and watch. So, back when my wife and I were still dating was around the time Dead by Daylight originally dropped. And I had her play it while I watched. And, and that was a ton of fun. And she because still she married just, like, you. She did. <laughs> Okay, but she's freaking out, and she's still not used to like you know. Naturally, as gamers, we if you're playing on a, a computer and you've played on a computer before, you know how to move the mouse and use WASD to make fluid motions. And she didn't know that. And in a game like Dead by Daylight, if you can't make fluid motions, it's just hilarious. So that was pretty fun. <laughs> nice. Oh man, this is a uh, you know courting tips from Luke Denner people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't take those. This. By the grace of God alone, that she still married me. Amen, um, brother. Yeah, well, that, I think I think uh, we can all sort of, pre- it, you know, the fact that we are married, with the exception of Josh, because he's a no. sweetheart. Um, yeah, Josh is just awesome. He's just he's the best of us. Oh, but, shucks, uh, guys. Oh, shucks. <laughs> uh, that that Texan draw comes out. Um, but uh, I don't know. I didn't see anything about the Oninaki game that sort of really caught my eye. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks interesting, but yeah. that's about... I'm, like I'm rooting for Tokyo RPG Factory, but what they've put out so far has been... I've heard it's like, oh yeah, it's a good game. So I don't know. I Am, I am Setsuna is interesting, yeah. um, but it's one of those games that the story just kind of doesn't do it for me. Yeah. I'm like, literally, I have a save file that's probably like a, an hour or two away from the end. And I just can't. I'm oof. like, I just, it's just, oof. Yeah. Um, Lost Fear was supposed to be pretty good. Uh, I like the demo, but mm. it's just one of those things where I'm kind of like, eh, I, don't, I don't know. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, I, I would say like, yeah, I'm rooting for it, but it's also one of those things where I'm kind of like, eh, yeah, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm slightly I- interested in, in Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon. Um, I know mm-hmm. that's kind of weird, 
Apparently, it's a remake of the Wii game, which is interesting. Um, but I've got my eye on it. It's definitely one that I'm going to wait for a sale. But I'm curious to see like what people think of that one in general. I'm not huge on the mystery dungeon type games, um, but I haven't really sunk time into it. So if this one's good, I'd, I'd definitely be interested to hear it. Um, in the same token, I've heard nothing but really good things about Dragon Quest Builders. And then Builders 2 is supposed to be like everything Builders 1 was in better. You know, it kind of builds on the previous game. But, um... uh, so uh, <laughs> so that's another one that, that uh, you know, I've got my eye on. Yeah. Um, but the first one has not gone on sale, which is crazy. I mean, like, it's still like 50 bucks everywhere you go. I got it crazy. on sale. Now, it was uh, for Vita and yeah. PS4. Mm-hmm. And so I picked them up on sale, but even there, it was like a, it was like, it wasn't a, it was like ten bucks off. Yeah. And I was just like, no, I want this game, and I'm just gonna bite the bullet. And uh, so, yeah, cool. I'm looking forward to that one. It'll actually, when it comes out, it'll be like, okay, well, I actually need to play the and finish the first one. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Well, then the last one, if you don't mind me jumping ahead, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. is have any of you guys downloaded and played the demo for Damon X Machina? I have not. I have not. I've not. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the same boat. Uh, great podcast <laughs> material. I downloaded it at the same time that I downloaded Tetris 99, and Tetris 99 downloaded first, but then I opened it and couldn't play it. Um, so I was downloading the demo. I just haven't spent time on it. I think it looks awesome. I've heard some middling things about the demo, but, I mean, demos can be hit or miss. I'm still, I'm still rooting for the game. It still looks stinking awesome just big mech battles in kind of like a cell shaded that i just think it looks really cool so i'm excited yeah. for it um yeah wait to see what what people say about it for sure no it's it's definitely i like giant robots i like mecha so um i'll have to i don't know if i actually downloaded the demo or not i don't think i did but i'll have to uh add that on the queue and check it out and maybe maybe have some thoughts for next up nice just in other gaming just sort of a a little bit of a geek out moment um josh i know you saw it because i tagged you in a post about it silk song oh yeah oh yeah um (laughs) yeah i and and it's it's confirmed that it's in the initial release is going to be on pc and switch Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah it dude I still am amazed like, okay, yeah, we've, we've waxed poetic about this game (laughs) on previous episodes, but I am still amazed at how much content you got from that game when it was on sale for 10 bucks. Like it, it was, it's an amazing value at 10 bucks. And then for them to go to like, start making a DLC pack for the game and then decide that this is so much content that it's actually going to be a, a totally separate game. I'm totally fine with that. It just excites me that like these guys are really invested in this game and they're willing to like put in the time. It's just, it, I don't know. I just think it's super cool because they're making some quality stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it looks, it looks great. It reminds me that I need to go back and like complete uh hollow knight you know whenever that will be i don't know but um yeah mark luke you guys play hollow knight at all i started hollow knight at the same time i started shovel knight and then shovel knight took me away and i have not jumped back into it yet okay. how far you see did the look you get on my face 
<laughs> How far? No, I have the the picture up like to your face. Is not uh, pleasant. I I did not get far okay. at all. I it it just didn't grab mm-hmm. me like Shovel Knight did, and I'm sure that's just because I didn't get mm, far yep. enough into it. But the, the mechanics of Shovel Knight were just so much fun that that was the one that ended up stealing me away. Hollow, Hollow Knight is a game that I have had on my list of want to play, mm. but don't actually own, mm. and so it does it hasn't made it there yet. But it's it's a platformer, right? Yes. It's well, it's a Metroidvania, yeah. so it's gotcha. it's one of those things. Like this is what I will say for, say for it or against it or whatever. It is definitely the first two or three hours is probably a little hard to get into, but um, because it's it's slow. But once you start unlocking a couple upgrades and you sort of start figuring out some of the rules of traversal and everything, that game opens up and it's it is by far like the best metroidvania i've ever played with the exception of uh castlevania symphony of the night gotcha i gotcha. definitely i I'm definitely also, want to play it so i'm also a guy who doesn't do great with games that don't give clear direction mm, and so okay at least the start of hollow knight didn't give me clear direction nope, as to where i was not supposed at to all. go or what i was supposed to do and so yeah i, I kind of petered out the there. map the you know i remember i, I think it was dammy um said in one of the the TRG comments, he's like, "Listen, like that that map mechanic, the way that the mapping works in that, is not ideal. Um, it's probably one of the weaknesses there. Like it, it's it's not a deal breaker for me, but it's definitely one of those things where I'm like, yeah, this is not a great part of the game. Like I I would yeah, I just would have changed changed gotcha. the way they implement that because the way it works is you have to find the map maker in the level, you have to buy the map." And then if you want to know where you are in the map, you have to go to the one shop in town and buy a pin that shows you that and equip that pin and it'll show you on the map where you are. So, or that badge. Gotcha. Um, and, and especially since those, those slots for those badges are also the same slots that you would use for like weapon upgrades or ability upgrades or just whatever. Like they actually have combat relevance it's not it, like you can swap it out once you get into a fight, but it just feels like uh, I'm just not a huge fan of the way they implement that. that mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah. So. Yeah. Contrary to what we said earlier about like, some JRPGs that take a long time to get into. The thing with this game is that it starts off really simple. And so, like you said, it, it's, it feels slow because it's like, okay, well you have jump and you have attack and you don't really fight any huge bosses for a little while. So you're just kind of, yeah, wandering around, exploring, and it's like, oh, this is okay. You know, this is, this is a platformer with simple mechanics. The thing is, you start getting more mechanics, and they, they build on top of each other. So you get a wall cling mechanic, and then you get a double jump, and then you get a dash in the air. And so you, you chain all these things together to where you can traverse all over the map. And I'm, I'm actually one where the way that the map works in the game is that like, if you haven't been to an area, it's going to be dark. So that incentivizes me that when I pull up my map, I'm like, okay, I need to go there because it's dark. Like, I need to go see what is there. So it is one, I mean, that's how it guides you into new areas is just like, hey, you don't have this on your map, so go check it out. And so I, I like that type of exploration. But yeah, I, I, I definitely, can, it's, it's not necessarily for everyone, 
Um, but but yes, I will say it starts off slower and it gradually <laughs> um, gets bigger. You said you liked Spectre Knight's campaign. It feels sort of like that where you're doing different maneuvers. Like Spectre Knight could, you know, run up walls and then jump and then um, attack in the air to get kind of double jumps and stuff like that. It feels like that once you unlock a bunch more um, abilities in the game. So. Gotcha. Yeah, I'll definitely have to go back and revisit it then. Cause, yeah, I, Spectre Knight was fantastic. And if it plays like that, I'm sure I'll love it. Yeah, yeah. You you get to a place where that happens, and then it gets difficult. And, yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's awesome. Just fair warning, the boss fights in that game are among some of the hardest boss fights <laughs> I've ever played. Like, in Rage, the point where it's like, I don't want to compare them to Bloodborne's boss fights, but uh, they're kind of like Bloodborne's boss <laughs> fights. So. But now that we have, you know, wandered to and fro in the words of, of the, the boys from the rant about the Vidya games, is there anything else that sort of came up in the news or because uh, it's I'll tell you what, this is surprisingly just sort of over the last couple of weeks, there's been a lot of stuff where. I started out this year saying, oh, there's not a lot of stuff that tempts me um, that, that looks like it's coming out. Like, uh, you know, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice definitely mm-hmm. has my attention. Um, there's a couple others. But, like, for the most part, I've just kind of been like, yeah, whatever. But, like, this Nintendo Direct and then some other stuff has me going like, oh, oh, you know. Doing a little bit of like, maybe maybe I spoke hastily. I'm not so <laughs> sure that I, like I want to do this. I do like video games. I'm not so sure I, <laughs> I, I want to do this whole not buying them this year thing. Um, but you really we we would encourage our listeners to go and listen to Arrow 204. Because what we have to say next will blow your minds. <laughs> I think it's a great transitioning point. I, I don't have anything else yeah. to bring up. Ditto. Awesome. Do, do you so. guys want to plug anything before um, before we sign off from here? I mean, we'll we'll, we'll plug the, the backlog breakdown if you haven't heard of it. <laughs> if you, oh. If you haven't listened to the backlog, <laughs> backlog breakdown, we highly recommend it. Sounds there's, cool. There, there's four things that we that we plug. We plug you guys, we plug TRG, we plug Doc and Devo, and we plug the GG app. So nice. Th- th- those are our plugs. No wonder we have you guys on. <laughs> <laughs> Those are all things we love too. Yeah, you're you're twenty five percent of our plugs. <laughs> that is that is a weird thing to say. Uh, it, it, yeah, it came off weird. It was meant to be sweet, but it came off creepy. Oh man, as as Luke usually does. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's pretty much par for the course. Yeah. You know, it's a uh, gift. I mean, if, if you if you want to check us out, you can find Error Two Hundred Four Podcast at. Um, any podcast we can't catch plug up. ourselves yeah man that's, that's what you're what here to do here for yeah error 204 check it Wait, out that, oh oh yeah the, the uh, problem is that you guys hardly ever release content we're working on that we we're, are we're, we're trying to be getting better, better. <laughs> we, we've got actual like recording schedule good nice now so we're hoping to put out more content do it yeah so error 204 podcast error, you never remember error 204.simplecast.com or .fm there you go sweet and we'll have a link so for you, you. Find all our episodes. yeah we'll have a link in the description as well so you can check them out there um yeah 
Definitely recommend it. Obviously, we have you two dudes here on the podcast because we like you. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate uh, it. So it's been fun hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy it. So, and there's more hanging out to come if you guys hop over and catch this other episode. Yeah. So, well, until the next time for us, Josh, um, where can they find us? Well, there's always, um, you know, the, the group that we have on Facebook, the hashtag backlog book club. Um, of course you can reach out to us, um, through our email address as well, the backlog breakdown at gmail.com. And then for either Nate or I, we've, we have all kinds of, you know, different social media um, outlets that we may or may not be uh, active in. Um, so things like, you know, on Facebook, obviously we're on Facebook, but um, also on Twitter, on PSN, the switch friend code, all that fun stuff on the GG app as well. I am generally, I either go by Josh Broccolo or Broccolope. That's B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E. And Mr. On Brand Nate, where can they find you, good sir? <laughs> I thought it was Mr. Super Boring Nate, but I am Nate underscore McKeever pretty much everywhere, um, with a few exceptions. And I'm not telling you those because I don't want you to find me there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can tell them. That sounds real real shady <laughs> if, if you want to know about Nate's secret accounts hit me up <laughs> um, PM. no but uh, so uh, without further ado we will catch you folks here in the Arrow 204 feed yeah check us out on Arrow 204 we'll have the second part of our conversation up there and until next time guys you keep beating down your backlogs and we'll keep breaking down the benefits yeah yeah <laughs> See ya. Bye.